I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. I can't take it. I can't take any more of this GameStop stuff, all right? As soon as Nick made that report in the in the last half hour, I quickly went over and I checked out GME stock. Uh, and you know what? It's up, uh, like he said, 36, almost 37% on the day. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> a rise in value of over $50 per share. Uh, you know what? <laughs> as I sit here, I'm not kidding you. From the moment I uttered that last sentence to now... It's now up 38.5%, up over 53, now 54, it's rocketing at at this very moment. Now it's up over $54 uh, per share. I'm not going to bore you up uh, 39% on the day. I'm not going to bore you with the details of this GameStop stuff. Uh, If you you know, you know, and uh, we don't need to bore everyone with this uh, silly video game stock again. But man, (laughs) if I uh, zoom out and I think of the end of... Uh, what was it, the end of January or so, when uh, things really, really got volatile and up and down. I'll admit to you, I won't won't tell you specifically how well I did, but I played around with the stock then. I did a little bit of day trading, and I came out ahead. But if I'd hung on a little longer, and if I'd hung on until today even, oh man, well, I guess that is what you have to, that's the, 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 the thick skin you have to develop ultimately if you get into this uh, trading of stocks is uh, you know sometimes it bounces your way sometimes it doesn't sometimes uh, uh, you miss the boat sometimes you're riding it there uh, through the rough waters and whatever kind of analogy you want to make but uh, you learn that things change they're for the most part outside of your control and you just got to go with it uh, anyway I want to talk to you right now though about some developments in uh, the United States Senate over the weekend there is of course the uh, the stimulus package, the they're calling it the Biden package, attributing all of its content to uh, President Biden. There were a number of amendments, if you will, to the package over the weekend. Ultimately, it passed uh, Saturday, uh, directing now a third round of stimulus checks to most Americans, most Americans, and that uh, amount will be about $1,400 per individual. The big change, though, the big change, uh, and and as I described this, as I described the direct payments, know, too, that this is but a narrow fraction of the sum total of this piece of legislation. There are, are billions and billions and billions of dollars uh, heading to, to programs and initiatives and organizations and agencies. And if I remember correctly, you have to you have to help me out if I get the math wrong on this one, but the $1,400 uh, direct payment check destined you know, for the bank accounts of all Americans who qualify, uh, that, that comes to, uh, is, it, is it $420 billion maybe? 
million? I don't know. I, th- these numbers, they get into scales where it's like, are they, are they even real? Anyway, uh, if, you, if you make, as an individual, uh, less than $75,000, less than $75,000, you can expect to be on the receiving end of at least a portion. And once you make it to 80, uh, that's it. If you're making over $80,000, uh, you will not be receiving this uh, $1,400 direct payment for couples who file joint federal tax re- returns. The, the phase-out begins at $150,000. And once your household income uh, makes it to one hundred and sixty, that's it. Zero is the number you're getting. Uh, now, that's a change. That was a negotiated change. The numbers used to be uh, higher, 100000 and 200000 I did uh, a little bit of math, and I think this ends up impacting uh, about 12% of the country. I, uh, the, the most recent numbers I have, and these come from 2019, looking at American incomes, about 12%, maybe 12.3 or so percent of Americans are making between eighty and a hundred thousand dollars, and so uh, with this reduction, at least in terms of the individual, from a hundred to eighty, uh, that's a, a good chunk of uh, America not on the receiving end. Now, at least for the, the Senate's job, uh, they're done. They will be sending it over to uh, the House. The expectation is that the House will, in fact, pass it. Uh, one interesting thing before we move on fully to the House side: the vote, which was cast Saturday was uh, 50 to 49. We know that the House, or the Senate rather, is evenly divided right now, 50-50, and that it falls upon the shoulders of uh, Senate President and Vice President, same person, uh, same position, Kamala Harris. Well, uh, unfortunately, there was uh, one Republican member uh, of the Senate who who lost his father-in-law and was attending the funeral. I, I say unfortunately, not, not that it was a Republican, but that you know the, their absence was attributed to attending a funeral. That's the unfortunate part. Um, and so with that, Kamala Harris not getting involved. Uh, has, she, has she cast a tie, tie-breaking vote yet? Yeah, one or two? Okay, interesting. Uh, n- not though, not in this case. Um, and so next up is the House. The expectation is that it passes. And then, and then, the question is, when do uh, when should Americans expect to be receiving this direct payment? And, and two, when would those Americans who have been on the receiving end of unemployment insurance benefits, when do they uh, expect to see now the $300 promised in this package uh, kick in? They are currently uh, in the midst of, if, and listen, if you're receiving unemployment benefits, you know what I'm talking about. You are right now, uh, on top of what the state of Utah uh, gives you, you are also receiving $300 of supplemental uh, monies. That uh, will continue. Uh, that same 300 number will continue. Uh, it's, it's set to expire on the, let's see here, the 14th, okay? So the, the, the current $300 in supplemental unemployment insurance monies uh, set to expire on March 14th. That uh, was a part of the urgency felt by all those with their hands on this legislation, at least on the Democrat side, uh, to, to pass it. Now, remember, half of Republicans voted against it. Uh, I don't have time to, uh, to, to debate back and forth um, 
you know, the, the merits of this. I think we've done that pretty uh, thoroughly here on the program. Someone just said pronounce Vice President Harris's name correctly. That came in via text. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, Kamala is her name. Uh, Kamala Harris is how it's pronounced. And I have uh, I have rehearsed that and I have made sure that out of the due uh, respect, the respect that she deserves and that the position deserves, that it would be uh, pronounced correctly. But I uh, appreciate the 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 close ear to the program. That's very good. Uh, before we go to break, though, before we move on from this, uh, I, I want you to hear uh, just about a minute from uh, one of the characters in this whole deal that uh, is, I won't go as far as to call him a wild card, but is someone who uh, right now uh, is, is a Democrat, and who I have have suspected uh, and maybe even predicted uh, someday may switch their party affiliation. I'm not ready to go as far as to say that it is definitely going to happen, but uh, some of the attitudes expressed by Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia uh, oftentimes uh, end up uh, siding more so uh, with the ideologies of the right or Republicans than uh, the those of the left and the Democrats. And I know that that is uh, very frustrating for many. But listen to what he had to say uh, before we go to break. This is Senator Joe Manchin speaking with Jake Tapper on his Sunday program, State of the Union, uh, uh, on why he opposed the stimulus bill as it passed. Uh, All I did was try to make sure that we were targeting where the help was needed. Right now, we're getting $300 to people who are unemployed by no fault of their own. I want that to continue seamlessly. I think that basically, if you look at all the things that we've done in targeting, how we help the families, how we help their children uh, with child tax credits, there was so much more that we were doing. We're giving more help to individuals than ever before. 300 was seamless. It continues on through the end of August if needed. And that's what we tried to do. When we put the cap on, Chuck, there, we've never given. This is the first time we've ever allowed for tax deduction from your uh, unemployment benefits. And basically, to be fair for the people out there working all the time, paying their share of taxes, that was something we were concerned about also. So we limited it to 150000 We capped it that anybody over 150000 could not use that offset. Anybody below it that's struggling and working, more the middle class, is able to do that. That was a fair compromise. We worked through that and got it done. Senator Manchin here, uh, later on in this conversation with Jake Tapper, spoke about uh, infrastructure and some legislation regarding infrastructure, which is upcoming. And he was very insistent about that. Now, remember, Joe Manchin, Democrat, uh, West Virginia, very insistent on Republicans having a seat at the table and specifically a voice and a vote at the table and was very discouraging of any effort to use any of these reconciliation rules to limit the input of the Republicans. That is very frustrating to many on the left, Uh, and very comforting to those on the right. Uh, Quick break. When we return, as you well know, the Utah legislature wrapped up its general session last Friday. Uh, We'll be speaking with President Stuart Adams of the Utah State Senate next on his thoughts and reactions and how he might summarize this past legislative session. That's all ahead here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. 
Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.